there's been a shortage of open range carnitas or some crap, whatever yeah. they use. Free, free range, free range carnitas. Free range carnitas. <laughs> they, uh-huh. they pet them and they dissage them. Taking a swim with your iPhone. Christmas comes early for one of us, and Glenn gives us the skinny on winning the fitness game. It's episode 22 of Magnificent. I'm Ian Fuchs, and this week with me is senior editor of MacTrast.com, Chris Houck, and Mr. Smiles, Jay Glenn Kunzler. Howdy, guys. Hey, how's it going? Mr. Smiles. Huh? Mr. Smiles. You seem awfully <laughs> smiley lately. <laughs> I would yeah, say I think so. I, I think he finally got his medication adjusted just right. Or, or something. I think it's going to fall in the or something category. Oh, those I've, are the best. I've seen a lot of, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take on the world Facebook posts with some, some good smiles and a giant beard, so... Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick the world's ass. I'm on it. Good, good luck with that. Good, good. <laughs> so, uh, how's everything going for you guys? Pretty good for me, other than a toothache. Um, I'm I'm treating that with some whiskey, so that should help both the tooth and the show. That's right. It's the, uh, <laughs> na- nature's best medicine, right? Oh maybe, boy, maybe second it's, best it's, medicine. It's what won the West. So maybe you should be offering that whiskey to the listeners. That's true. Because no, they cannot have any of my whiskey. Screw them. <laughs> he doesn't mean that, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you don't think I mean you try to touch my whiskey? I'll, yeah, I own guns. He means get your own and come have a drink. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what it is. And they will shoot our guns. There we go. Um, I I know there's something else that that has Chris quite excited. Yeah, and uh. We'll get to that in just a minute. Just to screw with Chris. Exactly. I want to get a little bit of kind of sort of loosely follow up from last week. Last week? Maybe it was two weeks ago. We talked about malware and OSX and um, the Xcode ghost thing that was going on. And uh, there's a iOS malware that has come to light uh, called, is it YI Inspector? Ye Inspector? How do you say this? Uh, I don't know. I've been calling it Yai Inspector. I like the Yi Inspector. I like the way it sounds. There's actually no N in the, it. The Yai Inspector, yeah. Yi Inspector. Yi Inspector. Whatever it is, it's a an iOS malware. I don't know a lot about it, um, other than the fact that most of these things seem to be very overblown. It's like the, the Pink Panther pronouncing his own name right. Yi Inspector. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Glenn, you know a little bit about what this all is, and I know you are the... The hater of overblown things on the internet. So I'll let you dive into that. Prepare your rant. I, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say hater, but I'm definitely a media skeptic at this point. So um, this the story started circling a few days ago about a, an apparent piece of iOS malware that can affect non-jailbroken iPhones. And it can do lots of scary things like download, install, and launch apps. It can replace existing apps. It can display advertisements all all over the place, even in legitimate apps. It can change your default search engine. It can upload user information to remote servers. But here's the problem, right? Most of the places reporting this stopped there. Um, and, and, and of course, they all use their scare tactics, so they get lots and lots of clicks. Um, and Engadget, um, <laughs> I love some of the guys in Engadget, but I, I, I had to, I had to chuckle at their at their Facebook post. It just had a link to the article with the text, "Great, now we're all f***ed," because <laughs> now there's something that can affect non-jailbroken, non-jailbroken iPhones. 
But here's the issue. As Apple was very, very quick to point out to The Loop um, through, through Jim Dalrymple, things are not quite as they seem. First of all, Ye Spectre is only able to target people who are running an outdated version of iOS, version 8.4, and that also have downloaded content from untrusted sources, and that also have enterprise certificates installed on their device. So, far from being a wide-reaching security disaster, as most of these sources would have had you believe, this is a hole that can only possibly affect a very, very, very small fragment of the possible user base, and even then, only the ones who aren't keeping their software up to date. So, yet another case of security disaster turning into just another case of media hype gone out of control. Uh, this, this was fixed all the way back in iOS 8.4, um, which was since patched to 8.4.1, even before 9 came out. What, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Yeah, anybody that's affected has just been playing outside the sandbox. Yeah. They're, they're not doing what they're supposed to. I mean, if you're going to go out and play in the street, you're going to get hit by the freaking car, man. Obviously, if you're going to install certificates on your device that allow unapproved third-party apps, that's going to come with risks. That's really not a security hole. It's an enterprise feature. And if you abuse it, you're going to have a bad day. It's also a perfect example of why I always tell people when they ask me, you know, should I update to the latest OS? Always yes. And I always 100% say yes. Mm-hmm. The, the only time I've discouraged it is somebody with an iPhone 4S and right after iOS 8 com- came out and I was like, you might want to wait a day because yeah. I've heard that it's really slow. But even at that, after 8. 0.1 or 8.1 or whatever it was that came out that added some stability stuff. I was like, okay, now do it. They've they've solved some of that. Everything's running a little better, or better yet, get a new phone. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I always tell people to update because these security things. Once somebody finds an exploit, it's only a matter of usually a week or two before Apple has a fix for it. Yep. And by not installing that, you pose a security threat. Now, a lot of the people that aren't doing the updates are the same ones who are like, I won't use iCloud because I don't want my information on the internet because someone might steal it. <laughs> I'm like, and well, little do they know. I was like, well, the, sec- the security of iCloud is significantly more robust than being three updates behind. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't want my stuff on iCloud, but I'm going to go download this app and sideload it, you know, from this. Here's the thing at the end of the day on iOS security. Um, and I've said it before, and I'm going to keep saying it because it remains true. There has yet to be a single case of a public, widespread security breach on iOS that actually affects a typical user. Not one case. Every single one involves some kind of weirdness, like someone intentionally downloading something from an untrusted source or abusing a security profile. Or somebody breaking the... Uh, or jailbreaking, yeah. I would say jailbreaking or even the uh, whole social engineering where people do like the the iCloud hack that happened, what, a year ago, whatever, with all the celebrity photos that were leaked. And everybody was like, oh, iCloud's not safe. No, iCloud was totally safe. They figured out the username or the email address and password. 
signed into somebody's iCloud. Yeah, not, not a security problem for Apple, a security problem for, for that person. people with stupid passwords. Right. So, I, it's a very good point. Like, I, iOS is exceptionally secure. There's yet to be an actual threat that hasn't, or that has turned in anything. And the few times there has been issues, it's always after the fact. Yep. They've already patched whatever the hole was. So don't believe the hype, guys. Exactly. Other news that's related to not iOS security. Uh, as of today, or posted today on Mac Rumors, uh, Apple is now selling official made-for-Apple Watch lugs that allow you to connect third-party bands. Uh, I assume they're like the standard 22-millimeter mil- watch bands. Um, Although right now it doesn't look like they're selling them directly to consumers. It looks like they're selling them to vendors who then can or, resell. Yeah, or even the, the third-party band makers themselves. Or, or the third-party band makers who, who could then assemble a watch. Yeah. As with all of the ones that I've seen on Amazon and eBay and wherever else, these only seem to come in the stainless... Stainless? Yeah. Stainless yeah. steel. Uh, so once again, no love for the sport model. And third-party bands that have a matching lug. Which to me seems like such an obvious thing. I've held off on buying more bands because I want to get something that's not a sport band. I love the sport bands. They're great. But I've held off on buying other bands because I want something that's a little nicer. But they don't make anything that works with the watch or the sport. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's too bad they don't sell the the band separate for the... And I'm not even sure how you pronounce this. Is it Hermes? Hermes. Hermes, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't do foreign language. So. Fancy French words. <laughs> if, if if you want to, you know, spell it American. That's how I want it. Hermes. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, whoever they are, Hermes, Herbie. Anyway, however you pronounce them, whoever the hell they are, or whatever they're doing, I do like their bands. I saw those today. The uh, collection has been officially released. Yeah. And the uh, the cuff band is really cool. It reminds me of the the seventies fat watch bands we used to wear. That's the one that's like. The leather goes all the way around behind the watch face, right? Yeah, it's kind of the the band is actually fatter than the watch, and then the watch is strapped into two smaller straps on the face. It's it's very very fancy. And one of the interesting things about this whole Hermes partnership is that, like you said, you can't buy just the Hermes band. Yeah, you have to buy it with the watch, and the watch actually has a custom software on it. And I think we had we had uh, messaged about this a while back that it's a custom software that actually lets or gives it a, a, a bonus watch face that's Hermes branded. Right. Um, I actually don't like the watch face that they give you with it. Yeah, I don't see it. I mean, it, yeah. So it has their name on it, and and well, I do think this it does indicate that down the road we might see other partnerships with some other uh, watch brands, which would be kind of cool. Um, like fossil i can see something like that becoming huge i could see fossil i could see uh you know some of the big names you know your rolex or how was it tag hauer hoyer however you say that um or even like an omega you know somebody who's making a little dressier watches i could see that coming along with it so that's kind of interesting yeah, at least with Fossil or one of the mid-range, at least maybe it'll come in under 1100 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you have the, the smartwatch on top of it, I could see, a, I could see maybe a justification mm. for eight or 
because if a nice fossil watch is two or three hundred, and then you take out a hundred of it, and then you tack on the five or six hundred dollar Apple Watch, you're you're getting up there. Yeah, but you're basically talking about a watch face and a fancy band. Yeah. So I just don't see eleven hundred dollars for the base the base one anyway. It's fifteen hundred for the cuff, which I like. So that's not going anywhere near my wrist anytime soon. That's all right. Available in forty-two millimeter stainless steel with the Hermes leather band in fauve because leather just doesn't fauve. sound fauve. If fauve is that is that a color? Is that like Brett Favre? Yeah, it's like Brett Favre. Favre, Favre. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Favre. Now hey, don't ask me how to pronounce any of this shit. Now, uh, just to kind of circle back, the Apple Watch lugs. Glenn and I had backed a Kickstarter a while ago. Oh, that's what you guys were talking about yeah. before we went on here. Mm-hmm. We had we had backed a Kickstarter for a product called Click, and it is essentially the same thing as what they're now. This Mac Rumors article is is pointing towards, um, minus the part where it, it it's not made for Apple Watch certified by Apple. And I received mine about a week and a half ago. The quality of the actual uh, lug that connects is pretty good. And unlike some of these other ones that are out there where it's a really thick bar that goes onto the watch band, it uses a standard 22 millimeter watch pin, which is kind of nice because if you lose it, break it, whatever, you can just go buy another one at Target. Um, but the uh, the quality of the actual lug isn't quite as nice. And so my my recommendation is if you think you want to get something like this, get the thing that's certified made for Apple Watch because you're, there's a quality standard that I, I believe has to be met to be one of those products. Absolutely. So That applies to almost anything. It's true. Cases, um, accessories of any, any sort, really. You know, If it doesn't say made for iPhone, made for iPod, iPad, whatever, be, be a little skeptical. You can find some great deals on things if they're not officially certified. So that's, that's what I have about Apple Watch. Chris, you want to tell, tell us what a dollar can buy you? Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> dollar can buy you a brand new Apple TV developer's kit. I got my notice uh, Friday that they were going to allow a few more developers to buy some, and I was one of the lucky few. So I immediately ran to my computer and charged that dollar to my credit card. And it is so. Uh, it is literally one dollar, and you have one. It's actually a dollar and eight cents because they oh, charge you tax. Of course, so it's bastards. But I know. <laughs> so, so for a dollar and eight cents, you got a hundred and forty-nine dollar Apple TV, and yeah, it's only it's only the thirty-two gigabyte model, but still. still. And you also get it. Do you have it now? Are you allowed to say? I I don't have it now. I think I could. I think I can actually say I. I it's on the way, but uh, I can't like show it or tear it apart like. I fix it or anything like that because uh, I don't want to lose my developer's license. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm really looking forward to getting it. It's it's kind of uh, the whole idea is rejuvenating me. I'm actually cracking open the developer books and trying to learn, uh, 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 you know, the new language. And, and uh, Good. so I'm going to I'm going to play with it a little bit when it gets here. I think uh, that's what my weekend's going to be next weekend. I haven't told my wife that yet. Build some cool stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to digging in and and getting Hello World to pop up on my TV screen because you know that's what you do the first time. So you'll have it like three weeks early, which is pretty cool. Yeah, which is always nice, and 
You know, especially since it really pisses off Glenn. And it was his idea. It was his idea for me to put my name in to try to get it. <laughs> yeah, the audacity of you Which getting one it, and me not. <laughs> get the bleep already, because that makes it double f-ing sweet. It's, oh, you're a I bad get the man. Apple TV and I stick it to Glenn a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Apple basically said developers who want access to the Apple TV before the Apple TV is out to build apps for it they're offering a limited supply of these developer units. And right after the announcement, they opened up basically a random lottery is how it sounded, which I have a feeling wasn't nearly as random as they lead us to believe. It seemed like all the big names got it. Yeah, I know the second round anyway definitely wasn't based on whether you had a bunch of apps in the store because I have two apps in the store that were made about four years ago. So yeah, uh, they didn't look at your activity, at least on the second round, but I'm sure the first round was for the big guys. Right. It seems like all the big guys got one. So, so basically you, if you were a developer, you could throw your, your name into the, into the hat and hope they pulled your name out. And the first round, uh, none of us got in. And the second round, Chris was lucky enough to get one. <laughs> so we will, uh, unofficially tell you how awesome it is once he has it. Yeah, I'll tell you guys and you can tell them that way I don't break my... That's right. <laughs> Chris says... In, by NDA, an, un, an unidentified source said today that the Apple TV is pretty f***ing awesome. An unidentified source that spelled like whiskey. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, other, other Apple TV-related news. And this had Glenn's panties all up in a bunch. <laughs> no. I mean, most things do. Most things on <laughs> the internet seem to, to do that. But uh, Amazon, was this late last week or over the weekend? I don't remember the actual day of it. Uh, but Amazon basically said, you know what? We're not going to sell the Apple TV anymore. Yeah. And they just, they just pulled it. F***ing scumbags, right? Like, I, I, I cannot see this as anything other than the most pathetic outreach for their own hardware. They're 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 effectively coming right out and saying our product clearly can't stand on its own merits. So uh, you know we're just gonna t- throw a couple of punches at the competition by not selling those things alongside our own much less superior offering. What a sleazy scummy thing to do! You don't think it might be a play on their part to try to uh, get some leverage to get Apple and and uh google to put uh the amazon app on their devices oh it's scummy either way well yeah but i mean i i i i don't know what their motivations are um i think if they allowed the app on either one of those devices they'd be back on the amazon store in no time and and who's to say that they're not going to allow it on the new apple tv right you've got essentially the full app store at the disposal so what i want to know is where were these actually pulled from because I just pulled up Amazon and I searched Apple TV and I can buy the current version sixty four ninety nine, prime shipping. Get it on Wednesday. I believe it's not supposed to take place until later in October. Oh, right, uh, around the time that the new ones are supposed to come out. Okay, yeah. yeah, that makes more sense. I was like, I can still buy one, which makes me think they're trying to get leverage that way. Yeah. So, so when the new one comes out, now it, it's not just the Apple TV, right? It's other streaming. Yeah, Google Chromecast. Things. The, the Chromecast is out. Yes, Chromecast and Apple TV were the two ones called out most, but there might be others included as well, and probably are others included as well. I'd be surprised if Roku makes the cut. I think Amazon Prime's on Roku. It is. It's one of the one of the preloaded options. 
I think anything that has Roku on it or has uh, Amazon Prime on it is free to sell. Yeah. What I have a hard time with as the uh, dog carnival happens behind me, um, what I have a hard time with is, is understanding how pulling the Apple TV makes sense when there's a new Apple TV basically guaranteed to have apps on it in a matter of weeks or yeah, have Amazon on it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Because you know they yeah. can make an app for it. They can make the Prime Video app for the Apple TV. Why pull the Apple TV if they can put their app on it? Yeah, people have to search yeah. for it and install it. But I think the Roku, you have to do that when you set it up too. You have to say, these are the services I want. Check, 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 install. Yeah, I've got a Roku. I'm trying to remember what it was like. I, I just I think you had to do that. I just set up. I have the Roku stick, whatever that thing was called. The stick. Um, and just got that you know, a little over a month ago. And that was... You, you log in with an app and create your account, and then it's like, now what services do you want us to load on there? You check all the boxes, and you say, yes, install, and you're all set. Yep. So I, I, don't, I don't see why they do it, other than, like Glenn said, it's just a matter of being oh an, anti, anti-competitive, kind of, and saying, well... They're, they're just being petty. And, and maybe the idea is, well... Have you, you met Amazon? You, you can't buy... <laughs> an Amazon Fire TV from Apple, so why should you be able to buy an Apple TV from Amazon? Maybe that's their thinking, but it's a difference of Apple as a manufacturer of their products versus Amazon as a store. See, but that's that's folly. The, the point of Amazon is that it's an objective marketplace to buy the world's products, not just a carefully curated non-objective marketplace to buy mostly Amazon stuff. But, I mean... We may be doing what they wanted us to do. We're talking about them, so I guess. Ugh, sleazy to the core. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. Uh, I I agree. It's very anti-competitive. It's there's something that doesn't feel right about it. Uh, but at the same time, whatever. I I don't think Apple needs Amazon to sell the Apple TV for them no. to, especially with this new one, sell a buttload of them. Best Buy's still going to have them. Target's still going to have them. Walmart's still going to have them. Apple stores are going to still have them. I'm sure there's other places on the internet that'll have them. So it, they're still going to sell them just fine. You just won't be able to get them with free next day or two day shipping or whatever. What? You can't? No. I have to go to the store and get it? <laughs> yeah. I have to leave the house. Good thing I got an Apple TV on the way. I might not have bought one. <laughs> Did I mention I have an Apple TV developers coming on? Have we ever covered that? Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> my, my work here is done. I'm going to go eat dinner. Sit, talk to you later. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, it's not like paper towels where you really cannot care much about the brand and have a device show up on your step. I think that, like I said, the market that wants an Apple TV isn't going to buy a Fire TV instead because they can't find the Apple TV on Amazon. They're going to be like, what the hell? Amazon doesn't have this. I guess I'm going to go somewhere else. I guess I'm going to leave the house. I'm putting my shoes on and I'm going to the store. I'll pick up some milk while I'm out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I think, uh, orders over a hundred dollars from Walmart for ship for free. I could make, I could be making that up, but I think that sounds right. You could be. So, uh, you could do it that way. Or there's, there's tons of services. I assume something like uh postmates. If you live in a city might be able to go pick up an Apple TV for you and deliver it to your house when they come out. Mm. Um, did I mention I don't need that? Because I've got yeah, one on the way. On the way. <laughs> We've heard. Say <laughs> so I'm working to get you to hate me as I, well as Glenn. Then I've got like the d- daily double. I really hope your apartment loses that package. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it will. I've got a guy on the way. Perfect. First, you're like, well, I don't want it to have an OS on it when it gets there. 
Well, I, I did say <laughs> that. Well, I, so there was that and too. It, it it does not. It, you do have to put the latest one on there. There there was a, some discussion that I saw on Twitter uh, yesterday or the day before after the second round thing came about. Apparently, the first round was supposed to have an OS on them. Oh. And because of when they shipped and where the status of the OS was, the build wasn't compatible or something. I don't know. There was a whole thing. Um, so they think the second round will have an OS installed. In the event that it doesn't, you have to you know, plug it into your Mac or whatever and install through iTunes. Not a big deal. Yeah, I think they do supply the cable, which is nice. I, I, I hope they don't. Well, You can go buy your own USB-C cable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I'll be sure to let you know so you can good. have closure either way. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure yeah, you will. There, there'll, be, there'll be, you know, mentions of it in messaging. So. <laughs> sure. Here and there. So uh, let's let's shift away from Apple TV because it's making us all just disgruntled. <laughs> I'm enjoying the hell out of I it. Know. I don't know about you two. <laughs> I have no idea what your problem is. Um, I took a shower with my iPhone the other day. Is that weird? Lucky guy. Now we're just getting way too personal. I, I mean, I was listening to music and I wasn't like in, I wasn't like taking a shower with my phone, but I was listening to music while I was showering and I was like, so you didn't soap it up or anything I can't like stay. I didn't wash the phone. I was like, I can't okay. stand this song that's playing right now. So I reached out of the shower and I grabbed my phone and I reached in and I changed the song. And the reason I did that is because there's these new reports out that the 6S and 6S plus are quote, nearly waterproof yeah keyword nearly well it's it's pretty fascinating what they've done um there's now a rubber gasket that goes around the entire perimeter of the display um that that seals it off apparently very very nicely against moisture um in fact so much so that it requires different tools to open it now than the 6 and 6 Plus required. Much stronger tools, tools that are capable of getting around that seal. And they have to replace the seal each time the device is opened or a screen's replaced or something of that nature, which is very, very interesting. I, I think there's a lot to be said about why Apple isn't making a big deal out of this, right? Because it, it's pretty natural to think, oh, hey, well, if that's true, if it's if it's really waterproof or, or has enhanced water resistance, boy, Apple would be all over that. They'd be uh, they'd be telling everyone and their dog that that's the case. I think there's a lot of reasons why they don't do that. Even if you look at devices that are made to be waterproof, particularly smartphones, and Sony's the example of this. They've got a waterproof line of phones that um, that they don't like to promote the waterproof feature of because. Naturally, people are going to become overconfident. People are going to uh, abuse it. It's going to end up in the ocean, someplace that was never designed to be used. And you're going to end up with more issues than just water. You're going to end up with salt. You're going to end up with sediment. You're going to end up with all kinds of issues. So I think the idea here is make it a little more resilient to common accidents, such as being dropped in, in the bathtub or in the toilet or, or accidentally getting immersed in the sink or something of that nature without giving people an open invitation to do crazy, stupid things with their phone. For me, that twice now, not with my new phone, thank God, but with phones of the past, I've had issues where it's like dumping rain and I'm, I'm running to the car and my phone falls out of my pocket or I'm trying to answer the phone in the rain obviously this is pre-watch era and so like i'm getting it wet from that 
just knowing that, oh, I have my phone out in the rain and it's not going to short circuit, or I have my phone in the bathroom playing music while I'm showering and the steam isn't going to destroy my phone yep. are, are reassuring things. And they're people, things that people do anyway. People put mm. iPhone docks in the bathroom to listen to music and whatever all the time or listen on their phone in the bathroom where there's lots of humidity. I mean, it's anything you can do to help resist some of those issues. Yeah, I think the point of it is, and and probably the best way to think about it is less of a feature, more of a failsafe. And it's it's the same thing as the watch. You know, people tested the watch after it came out. They were like, oh, the watch is basically waterproof. Well, they didn't market it as waterproof. They said it was water resistant and that they recommend you not submerge it in water. But at the same time, when the digital crown gets sticky, what's the first thing they tell you to do? Run it under the faucet. Exactly. Yeah. So it. I routinely go hot tubbing with mine, and I have yet to have an issue. Mm, thanks for that mental picture. <laughs> I I still, of I mean I I work out almost every day. Sweat all over my watch. I, it's you man. It's yeah I know right. It's reassuring to know <sighs> that the sweat that's getting on my watch isn't going to ruin it. I had a Nike fuel band, and three months of having that, the thing was destroyed, uh, just from getting sweat inside of it. I was like, really. This device is designed for working out. That was its only function, was as a workout tracker. You had one job! <laughs> and the same with my phone. I, I carry my phone with me when I'm at the gym because music and, you know, knowing that if I get sweat on it or it gets my water tips over, you know, my water bottle tips over and splashes uh, you know, water on the screen or something, it's not going to fry the whole thing. It's reassuring. So I, I agree. Apple's not talking about it because... Are, are you saying that Apple is, is protecting your watch in case your water breaks? Yeah, I'm they're protecting my phone in case my water breaks. Because that's, that's almost always a bad thing if your water breaks. Yeah, especially at the gym. And Apple's doing their best to look out for me. So I appreciate that, even if they didn't market it that way. Um, so let's talk about uh, Glenn hot tubbing. Oh, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to eat after this. That's all right. Uh, I'm going to assume, just based on on that that the hot tubbing is the post workout event typically yes absolutely and with that i want to let you discuss your uh your recent discoveries with the apple watch and your health yeah um so i've had my apple watch for about 6 months now and one of the things that i noticed right away within a couple of weeks is that i was really using the fitness feature a lot um, I was really getting into this concept of of gamification, which which the Apple Watch does very, very well with getting all those three rings all the way around on the screen. Um, for those of you that don't know, the three rings track a few different metrics, such as your daily calorie burn goal that you set each week, um, as well as how many hours per day you're standing, as well as how many minutes of actual active exercise you've done that way. And I found myself kind of naturally kind of really wanting to get those those all the way around. Uh, it, it became, you know, almost a sort of personal challenge. Um, so those first couple of weeks, I ended up losing three to four pounds without even really thinking about it because I was doing exactly what the device told me to do. If it told me to stand up, I'd stand up and walk around for a little bit. If I was not anywhere close to meeting my daily calorie burn goal, I, I knew I needed to go for a little walk. Um, it was less about the idea of fitness, less about the idea of being healthier, far more about the idea of, I, gotta, I, I don't want this thing to bug me. Uh, I, mean, I gotta stop it from nagging me, so I gotta get this stuff done. And 
uh, I want to earn all these trophies in, in the trophy center, and uh, I, I want to feel important, right? There's something magical about that concept. Um, now that I've had it for six months, I've so far lost a little bit over 40 pounds without really making any changes to my diet other than I, I eat a little bit less um, and without making any real lifestyle changes. I, st- I still don't go to a gym. I just walk around when it tells me to walk around. I, I try my best to get my three circles around, and, and that's been enough for me to have a pretty serious impact on my health. And I think it, it really all boils down to how well Apple is doing gamification on this device and incentivizing that challenge of fitness for each user that, that's you know making use of that device. What, what do you guys think about that concept? I mean, for for me, it's uh, I'm the same way. You know, once once I got it, I was like, I need to I need to get my goals because the biggest part for me is, well, two things, I guess. One, I'm very much a completionist, and seeing those unclosed rings, like, yeah. bothers me somewhere deep. Like, it shouldn't. And my wife gives me crap about it all the time. She's like, Why do you care so much? You're not you're not out of shape. You're you're healthy. You're you're fine. Stop worrying about it. And I'm like, No, you don't understand the rings. I can't have one left unopened. <laughs> oh, me nuts. The, you must have the rings. It's and it is. It's true. My precious. Um, I've I've gone on short walks at seven eight o'clock at night solely for the purpose oh, of yeah. getting that last little bit of pink around my screen. Oh yeah. It, so so there's there's that, and then there's there's that whole like youthful, I guess, kind of competitive winning thing. And yeah, it feels good when you get an achievement. When when you get even if it's even if it's just for the day or one of the rings like it's those little checkpoints through the entire game's mission goal complete that's those are some good words you passed level one you you did your 30 minutes of exercise now you know go work on level two you got to get to your calorie goal and then at the end of the day assuming you didn't miss any hours you've now stood you know 12 separate times in different hours and and met that goal and so each day is like a fresh run through this game and yeah and all fitness trackers are doing this i mean i know with the uh i used misfit i know chris has used misfit before um and and before that i used the nike fuel band and and they all have their own little game metrics but there's something about the apple watch and seeing those distinct types of rings and different things yeah, it's the vi- the visual the visual prompting exactly, and so the the competitiveness, and then I see things like mm. you know, yesterday, Glenn, you sent us yours, and, yeah. and said, look at look at where I I ended the day, I'm I'm so proud of myself, you know. Let's talk yeah, about it's this. Cool to be able to see that all in one place. And and I looked at mine, and I was like, oh, Glenn's ahead of me on calories, <laughs> <laughs> and like that was the first thing I thought. So it it's not even just a competitive with yourself, but like you have that like inner competitive with each other and so when your friends have apple watches it's fun like my wife and i we uh, will go on a run and she'll be like oh mine says that i did this much activity and i'm like well mine says i did this much activity and we like compete with one another but for the common goal we want to get all of our rings met yeah one of the great things about it for me after those first couple of weeks once I started seeing results that I really wasn't even gunning for, results I wasn't even tending to have, it made me want to do more. Like, you know, I decided, you know, I'm going to I'm going to jumpstart this a little bit. This is a good thing. And now I'm going to leave soda. Right. 
um, just little things. Like, I feel like seeing that kind of encouragement gives you hope. It makes you want to do more. And every step of the way, it's it's kind of accelerating that excitement for you. Or at least it did for me. Like you said, the, the different awards and achievements you can get, you know, some of those require multi-day commitment. Right. And for me, from, from day one, and I think I've talked about this before, how like both in June and July, I lost my, my perfect month and maybe, maybe even May. You might have mentioned that. That, that I kept having issues where like I had to restore my watch or something happened and I lost my data. So it has been this thing since I got the watch. I was like, I want to have a perfect month. Mm -hmm. And last month I had a perfect month. Oh, congrats. And, and as soon as I saw that achievement, I was like, that's so cool. Now I have to get the one of 100 days in a row. Mm-hmm. And it was like, as soon as I hit the one milestone, it was like, okay, now what's the next thing I have to get to? And like, there's that motivational factor. And yeah, I could set my calorie goal at like five calories a day or something, something super easy to attain. But I didn't. I have it set at what I think is a reasonable calorie amount. And the great thing about this game is the prize is your health. Like for me... It's significant. It, it was 40 pounds. No, My it's blood those, pressure went down, right? It was it's a big those deal. little shields. That's yeah. the prize. <laughs> I don't care about my weight. No, that's <laughs> not true. Um, I agree. And I, you know, over the course of a year, I lost like 20 pounds. And that, yeah. to me, that was like the biggest it's victory a big ever. big freaking deal, right? Yeah. Like, hey, it's 10% of my body weight. I'm doing all right. <laughs> I think that's right. So... When Chris gets his Apple Watch, he'll find all the amusement of this. Yeah, I'll join in. But yeah, the the whole gamification of a fitness tracker, just as a collective, uh, is pretty cool. And I, I don't know, Chris, what all, what all of you use for fitness trackers other than Misfit? Mm, Misfit actually has an app built uh, that uh, can go into the Pebble. I've used it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did have a Fitbit for a while. All of those basically require you to remember to wear the damn thing or to sync it. Right. That's one thing I'm looking forward to with the Apple Watch. It's it's going to be there on the arm, and it's going to track everything anyway. I did the uh, Misfit app on the Pebble for a few, probably for six months, basically from when I got my Pebble last Thanksgiving up through when I got my Apple Watch. Did you find that it was pretty accurate? Um, you know i I think I attribute probably the majority of the weight that I lost to the Misfit actually instead of the Apple Watch, just because mm. I I lost a lot of that weight before the Apple Watch was out. Yeah. Um, but just that whole idea, again, it's, they had a ring around the outside and it was like, this is your total and their whole thing is points. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of calories or steps Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so it was like my 800 point goal every day. And it was like, try to get that. And again, they would give you like a little encouragement. You have a five day streak going, you have a 10 day streak going. Yeah. yeah. And and that, that motivation of that stuff. And, and for me, so that was a, a big thing. And I loved using it on on the pebble i actually really like their app so julie and i both had a miss i had the uh the shine mm-hmm. at the same time and uh you know for a while there we were kind of competing to make sure you know that each other was getting the required amount every day and everything like that and eventually that kind of fell away does uh does cj trackers like that on her apple watch do you guys get competitive we we do get competitive you know last month i i told her uh, at the end of august i was like i'm going to get september i have to i've missed every freaking month because of some anomaly. And then, of course, you know, new iPhones came out in September. And so I was nervous coming up to the 25th while I was going to have another issue. Uh, but we both went through September together. And, and there were days where it's like one of us didn't want to. But we, we had that kind of yeah. 
motivating each other to do to do the exercise, which which is huge. It's like, always better in a group, or or you know, the more people you can get in on that, you motivate each other. <laughs> I've often lived my life by that. It's always always better in a group, or hold you accountable. <laughs> if you can have somebody holding you <laughs> accountable, um, it it certainly helps. And I've I've started this uh, this system called uh, Accountability Buddies, where I I picked someone from work and I send them my results every day, and uh, if I don't make it. They're, they're supposed to give me a hard time, which is good. I mean, it, it's, it helps the encouragement that much more. And if I do well, they're there to cheer me on. And I, I know, I mean, just other examples from my life. My mom is the same way. She has the um, Fitbit, one of the crazy ones, the one with the caller ID and text reader, the Surge, I think, whatever the, real, <laughs> the most expensive Fitbit is. The smartwatchy one. Yeah, that one. Um, and my dad wears uh, just like the Fitbit, the basic Fitbit wristband thing and i i I actually have the fitbit app and i sync my apple watch into the fitbit app and i'm i compete with them on a daily basis but it's fun because within the fitbit app you get to cheer each other on and they cheer each other on and they encourage each other to go through this whole process so that that whole thing like my mom will post on facebook and she's like today was a great day i went to the gym i got a real good sweat it was it was a hard workout and then my dad will post you know on a, a three mile walk with the dog and uh, my granddaughter um, and, and they'll post stuff like that. And so it's like they're sharing that they're being active and in turn, encouraging each other by doing that. So That's cool. from a fitness standpoint, it's always better with a friend. So today's another important day in life, especially for people that like Apple and even though this podcast is being recorded today and you guys won't hear this today, you'll hear it you know, tomorrow or the next day or the next day. Um, today is officially the fourth anniversary of the passing of former Apple CEO Steve Jobs. And on a day of, I guess, remembrance, um, Tim Cook emailed the employees of, of Apple and basically encouraged them to think you know, how would Steve have done this and think, remind them of how he was a leader and, um, such a brilliant person. And I know for, for us, it's, it's a big deal. I remember hearing the news that he had died and immediately texting like everyone that I knew that knew anything about it. And I was like, Oh my God, did you hear? And how dramatic that was. Cause you know, I was working at a college. We, I was working with all Macs all iPads, people who loved Mac. So it was, it was a moving thing for us. And I know for you guys, it was also very moving. Um, and it's the only, the only time I can recall that we, um, that we shut down the entire MacDress.com website for any day other than a major, major holiday. So on this fourth anniversary, Glenn, would you care to share with us? some of your eloquent thoughts about Mr. Jobs. Yeah. Um, so I work at a, um, I work at a large chain of retailers called Simply Mac. Um, a, a, a company, a, a business, a model that, that wouldn't exist had Steve Jobs' legacy not come about. So I was pretty reflective this morning. Um, Every, every job I've held in the last five years is directly 
do to something that Steve Jobs did before to make that relevant, to make that possible, to make that interesting. Um, so I wrote a little bit of uh, of a note of encouragement to um, to all of the employees that work for this company this morning um, that I that I'd like to share. On this day four years ago, the universe as we knew it was shattered, as people the world over collectively lowered their heads in mourning at the news of Steve Jobs' passing. I remember how time seemed to stop as I read the news. My whole world went white in shock. As Apple specialists, I like to think of us as Steve's heralds. We continue to push forward, touch lives, and march ever onward and upward as we continue to spread his then-radical vision of simplified technology, and how it can be used to improve lives, help us connect with one another, and make the world a better place, one piece at a time. Maybe we remember, as we enter our stores today, in our various roles, and engage in the work that we do, that we do it for a reason. May we not forget the reasons that we choose to strap on our lanyards each day and greet the world with a smile, and never lose track of that excitement and passion that brought us to where we are today. The singularity of joy that joins us all together in solidarity to share what we've discovered. Namely, that when sharing these amazing products that have impacted our lives with customers, we then have an opportunity to spread that through the world to new people by telling them how these products have changed our lives and more importantly, showing them how they can have that experience for themselves. This is the magic that Steve Jobs brought into the universe. Jobs said that he wanted to make a dent in the universe, and our very existence, my very existence, the existence of the company that I work for, is the constant proof that indeed he has done so. So rest in peace, Steve Jobs. Gone but never forgotten. Thank you for being crazy enough to think you could change the world because you did here's to the crazy one sometimes I'm, i wonder what it would be like if he hadn't passed I, I i think the important bit is look at what he's done yeah look at where we are now because of one person it's just it's incredible to think that one human being could have that level of impact on the world. His innovations and his thoughts from then to now and how that that shaped technology. What he did and what he thought was right has shaped how every phone is made today and how computers should work and how a tablet works and what a stylist should or shouldn't do. Not to be too somber. To Steve. Raise your glasses, everybody. To Steve. So, Chris, you want to tell us about something awesome this week? Oh, my Apple TV developer's kit that's on the way? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Thank that's you. what we already talked about. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. We can talk about it some more. <laughs> oh, okay, wait a minute. I think I know what you mean. Uh, the, the something of the week, yes. Yes. Mine is a uh, nice little 
kind of acts as a cover for the iPad, but it also acts as a speaker. It's pretty cool. It's called the on and off sound cover for the iPad. And what it is, uh, it'll uh, it works with the iPad Air one and two. Uh, it's an it can act as a smart cover uh, for your iPad, but it also has built-in flat speakers that boost the iPad's volume up to four hundred percent. Makes it really cool to use for parties. Uh, take it to the beach. Uh, it would even be great for video games or movies. It really boosts the sound. The sound sounds really good. Uh, I'll be uh, reviewing it this week on uh, Mac Trust and uh but it's great it uh, goes for about 15 hours it's got a 33 milliamp 3300 33 milliamp that's about 2 seconds 3300 milliamp lithium ion battery so you get 15 hours out of there uh it adds to the bass and gives you some nice high sounds and uh it's pretty thin for what it does uh and it kind of stands up by itself it sounds really cool so uh keep your eye out for the review on Mac Trust this week very cool. And that's Bluetooth, right? Yes, sir. Okay. I'm neglected to mention that. So it's a Bluetooth speaker buried inside of a case cover thing. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's basically the whole, basically the whole cover is the speaker. So it's pretty nice. Looks neat. It's a cool, uh, cool concept that I have not seen before. Yeah. It's a little expensive. It's 199 bucks, but if you're really into it, it might be worth it. If it sounds like $199, $199 speaker. Yeah. Good with it. Mr. Glenja, repairing the universe one Photoshop at a time. My uh, something of the week is a brand new app that just came out today that Apple showcased at the most recent event, Adobe Photoshop Fix. Um, I've spent some time messing around with this on uh, both the iPhone 6 Plus and the iPad Air. And it is every bit as easy to use and every bit as cool as Apple showed off on stage. A really great way to, you can quickly reshape anything in your image. Um, I, I had a, a selfie that I took where my eyes were, were somewhat closed and within a matter of minutes I was able to increase the size of the white space of those eyes so it looks like my eyes were open the whole time. And it's, it's really seamless, you can't even tell work was done on it. Um, you can remove content very, very quickly that you don't want um, with the healing tools that they've had in desktop Photoshop for many years. You can adjust lighting levels. Um, there's this really cool thing that you can do that I've been messing with that lets you um, pick a range of colors and an object base and alter those colors to see what it looks like. I was able to pretty seamlessly uh, change my my hair and my beard to a nice bright joker green so i could see what i would look like as the joker i i turned my face white i, I did the whole paint thing uh, all in about five minutes and the crazy thing is it doesn't look kitschy at all it's the app is smart enough that what you're doing looks really really good it looks very professional um it's it's free to download as well which is awesome i think that's that's huge it being free because i I, that was one of my concerns, you know, seeing that that was your something this week was, what are they going to charge for this? Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Um, and I, I have yet to run into any in-app purchases yet or anything to seduce me into them. There may be some in there that I haven't run into yet, but I don't think so. Very cool. Uh, my something of the week is my return to a Twitter client that I actually like. <laughs> and it is... Uh, with the release of Tweetbot number four. Um, 
for those who want to complain that they bought Tweetbot two or three years ago for $5, tough. Um, I, it's a fantastic update to the Tweetbot experience. Uh, it supports iPad, which has been something that they haven't had since, I think, iOS 6. Uh, was a, a decent iPad experience with Tweetbot. Uh, it has a very cool activity view, so you can see how your tweets are doing on a day-to-day uh, basis, day-to-day experience, whatever. Um, and you can compare how you know yesterday's tweets did to today's tweets. So were you were you funnier yesterday than you were today? Uh, however, that works. And as far as the Twitter client goes, uh, just the fact that you don't have to deal with the ads of Twitter and those sponsored tweets uh, almost makes it worth the four ninety nine. Oh crap! I just I just pushed the button after you said that. No ads. Okay, yeah. I just bought it. That's sometimes that's all it takes. Is not not that Twitter isn't full of spammy ad type stuff. Kind of anyway. Sometimes, uh, but I don't fly often enough to see American Airlines ads. So <laughs> the fact that they I don't see them now, fantastic. Um, you you don't want to fly American Airlines anyway. The pilots die in mid flight. There is that. <laughs> um, so Tweetbot for four ninety nine. Uh, if you're looking for a Twitter experience that isn't the Twitter app, which I highly recommend you at least explore some of the options that are out there. Uh, Tweetbot for Tweetbot has been my favorite Twitter client for several years, and uh, the the best way to think about the price is buying a cup of coffee for a guy that makes an app you think is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so somebody figured out that it's it's like less than two cents a day, or something. Yeah. Um, for the whatever the life of Tweetbot three was two years, it ends up being if if this lasts for two years, it's like two cents a day. It's ridiculous. Like it's four ninety nine. Don't complain. I just watched somebody buy a Big Mac for more. <laughs> uh, that's my something of the week. Check it out. Anything else we need to cover before we uh wrap it up? I got nothing. All right. Well, with that. Uh, you can find the show notes at magnificentpodcast.com slash 22. Tweet your questions to us at the uh, Twitter name at MagnificentFM or use the hashtag AskMagnificent. And uh, if you feel so inclined, you can leave us a rating review on iTunes, but no one seems to, so what does it matter? It's a screw uh, My thanks, as always, to both of you for joining me. Glenn, thank you for sharing your insightful steve jobs inspirational post um and uh, if people care to find you guys on the interwebs where should they uh where should they go i am always on twitter at the cl hauk c-l-h-a-u-k and of course on mac trust and if you want to see my my old stuff go to apple.answers.com and that pretty much covers it and i can be found primarily on the twitter machine at the glenja T-H-E-G-L-E-N-N-J-A. Fantastic. And uh, as usual, you can find me on the Twitters at Ian Fuchs. And I think that's that's the main place to look for me. Yeah, and you can easily find him by downloading Tweetbot. That's true. Yeah, download Tweetbot, search Ian Fuchs. Yeah. And, uh, I just downloaded it and I just set up all my, I've got like five Twitter accounts I control and... Boom, boom, boom. It was all Just there. imports them right in from the iOS. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, Tweetbot, it's a uh, great experience. Yeah, it's right. your favorite. All right. With that, thank you, too. 
And uh, to all the listeners, we'll catch you next week. Bye, everybody. Later. Fucking A, buddy. It's the Chicago way. Vote early, vote often, and keep a $20 bill in your pocket for bribes.